beings. So I do think that we do have an opportunity to create a just world, a world that's inclusive for all of us, a level of belonging, if we continue to move forward and have these conversations that are challenging but loving, mm. um, allowing people to be where they're at, but also impressing upon them our own stories of how it feels when you aren't included, when you don't feel like you belong, when you aren't part of the conversation that sets up structures that allow for you to belong and be there. Change begins with you. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila, the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring life experiences. Today's guest, Amy Gaston, is a founder and executive director for the International Culture Arts and Healing Science Institute, a cultural ambassador for the State Department. She travels around the world doing expansive work with political refugees, war survivors, and at-risk populations worldwide. Amy is an author, a performer, and a highly sought-after public speaker. Today, we will be discussing Amy's work and all that it took to get to where she is today. As usual, we aim to inspire and educate, and I believe this episode is going to do just that. Hello, Amy, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Ah, oh, thank you, Sheila, so much for having me. Hello, everyone. Oh, it's a delight to finally have you on our platform today. So in summary, I now said a little bit about you, but in summary, if there's more to add, who is Amy? Where does she come from? The basic stuff like that before we get it rolling <laughs> thank you that's great um my name is amakela or ami or amy depending on where you are in the country and who you're talking to yeah. um <laughs> uh and uh i was born in cincinnati ohio i was raised in the dmv what we call the district of columbia maryland and virginia tri-state area and now I live in Oakland, California. So, you know, I've been from the middle of the country to the each coast. So I uh, live here and travel everywhere. And hmm, let's see what else. That's kind of my geographic stuff. I have been really kind of excited to experience this new world view that COVID threw us into yeah. with Zoom. So mm. the fact that I get to meet you and talk to you and and share who I be with your listeners from all the way over here through Zoom and it's easily accessible and we don't have to deal with like getting on yeah. a plane and whatnot yeah. Yeah. to have that happen is amazing. I think it is because um, it, it's giving us an opportunity to explore the world, like you said, in a different yeah. light. And I, it's brilliant meeting the kind of yeah. people I meet on this platform. I would otherwise have not been able to meet them anywhere else in the physical world probably that's true but yeah right? it, yeah it does it does how did it you does. get inspired to make this podcast i love this well the division had come out of uh, my sick bed unfortunately but that is how it started as on my deathbed and i was saying to myself i'm not dying yet if i come out i'm going to be telling my story so that is where yes. it started yes yeah. so i started telling my personal stories and someone reached out to me from the u.s and i was surprised because initially i thought it was just my 
close circles listening to my story so for somebody to uh -huh. reach out and say oh, i've heard your story i want to share mine i said oh is somebody listening out there aside my you know my usual circle then let me open it up right. so i opened it up and people started sharing their stories and today we are here yeah that's amazing it is I, you know i i think it, i think it's it's a new way of being honestly yeah. where people are living life through um shared stories exactly. and finding connection in that way and i think exactly. that that's beautiful it i think that me. that's incredible that you and i both have experienced yeah. deathbeddom yeah. um yeah. and having mm. a near-death experience that exactly. is not something that's that common it isn't common um, but then i think that when you go through that kind of a phase and you come out of it you see the world um in a diff totally differently exactly and yes. every moment of my life i want to make it count Yes, exactly. I was going to say, so grateful for every second. Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. truly. Yeah. Like life, you suddenly realize, is a gift. It is. And uh, it's it's something that you, you hear, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I heard yeah. that phrase before. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. was like, gratitude. Da -da -da -da. Yeah. Yeah. But I never experienced it the way that I do now. Exactly. After dying, literally. Yeah. I, I died and yeah. then came back. Yeah. Wow. And so when you experience it, both the both yeah. end of it you're like oh yeah. wait a second let me make every day count exactly like said. exactly exactly well let's move on so that i don't take too much of your time so as every successful person has a story to share what would yours be a successful story oh, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. wow i you know i think that's such a great question mm. because i do think that people um define success in so many different ways mm. a lot of times in our culture people define success as like how much money you've made yeah, yeah, or how many yeah. famous people you might know yeah. or you know that kind of way but for me um i really feel like success comes in ways that exist in the micro cracks mm. you know exist mm. in ways mm. that mm. you don't really see mm. necessarily mm. but you feel the impact exactly. so one of the things that um, happened to me uh, as a cultural arts ambassador, like you were saying mm -hmm. earlier, mm -hmm. I went on an envoy um, with an organization called Intersections International, and we partnered with the United Nations High mm -hmm. Commission on Refugees, mm -hmm. and we were going to Israel, to, uh, uh, sorry, Lebanon, Jordan, and Syria mm -hmm. to talk to Iraqi refugees, and we were there. And the first thing that happened when I got there, because I'm also a singer and a drummer, and yeah. I love being with children. Like, it's my most favorite thing. Um, the first thing that they did when we got to Lebanon was they put me on a bus with 75 children who were Iraqi refugee children. Mm. And they were so used to being quiet and in hiding yeah. and so they were they had no idea mm. when i handed them a bunch of instruments and i was like mm. sing and dance. Yeah. they had no idea what to do they were just oh. holding mm. the little egg that shakes or just holding a drum they didn't make a sound and i'm on you know everyone's expecting me to like yeah. get the children laughing and playing yeah. but it yeah. dawned on me that they're traumatized yeah and they're experiencing the wrath of war that we don't ever talk about the mm. the the aftermath of war, the, the trauma of war. You hear a lot about it, it with soldiers or adults, but you don't think about the children and how exactly. it affects them. Anyway, long story short, back to your question, mm -hmm. which is what was my definition of success? Mm -hmm. In that moment, suddenly I got connected with one child 
and I got him to play one note on a little flute mm. and then another child would do a little one shake and another child little drum all of a sudden they started they, they realized it was safe space to make noise uh-huh. they started drumming and dancing and singing and playing and laughing and we spent the whole day having so much fun that when I had to leave at the end of the day they were crying and oh clinging God. to me and I was crying as well but the most important thing was that in that moment they got to feel the joy of life yeah. and the joy of expression and music and feeling seen again and having their voice be heard again mm. and being able to be free again. To me, that is the most powerful way to experience life when you see the joy of a child, when you see yeah. them unlock their, their frozen self and be free. It's yeah. the most beautiful Freedom. thing ever. And I felt very successful that day. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Well, as you were talking, I just kept hearing freedom, freedom, freedom. And it happens in our daily lives. Even as adults, sometimes we get trapped within ourselves yes. for one reason or the other. And then we need somebody to help us crack ourselves open and feel yes. the freedom that... Um, others may be experiencing in the world that we have not given ourselves opportunity to experience. And it's, it's so brilliant the way some of you, you know, as an ambassador can use some of these things that people may not even think, you know, I've always said that arts and craft, um, is therapeutic. And I'm glad we're talking about, I think there's a second time or the third time we're using craft arts and craft to express the fact that arts is therapeutic and it is life. And that is exactly what you just said to us today. I read that your work uses music to build bridges. And I think that is what you just talked about. But if we can talk more about between culture for classrooms, boardrooms, which I want to know more about how you do that. Boardrooms, (laughs) concert halls and refugee camps. How do you do this? Especially with the boardroom, how do you use um, your work as a music to build bridges? Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's very interesting. You know, I'm also a co-executive director for World Trust Educational Services. And so we go into the boardrooms like Mm. you're describing or large organizations like Pixar and Google and Disney. Mm. And we help create safe space for people to talk about uh, social justice issues, Mm. things that have been difficult for everyone to talk about lately Mm. and Mm. for Mm. forever, Mm. quite frankly. And so when I show the video of me with the kids singing and dancing, and I kind of remind people that there's an element of play, even within um, challenging conversations, if we can get to a a level of compassion for one another as fellow human beings, the arts as advocacy does that. So we practice breathing, we practice meditating, we have a moment of silence, we use film to express that and allow for dialogue to come through mm. in that way so they know that they are in a place that honors freedom, expression, childlike reverie, back mm. to basics, honoring the, you know, the Maslowian yeah. triangle of our basic needs. We need yeah. to be seen, yeah. we need to be soothed, we yeah. need to be secured, we yeah. need to feel yeah. that kind of way of connecting and the arts and as advocacy allows for that wow that's brilliant that's brilliant you were proclaimed as one of the purest contemporary voices by national (laughs) public radio and also the winner of 12 WAMI awards for best jazz world and urban contemporary vocalist what did it take to achieve all of that i know it would would have taken a, a lot of work hard work 
and probably sleepless <laughs> nights and practice and practice. What did it take to get there? <laughs> oh, thank you for asking. You know, I think it's what you were just describing, which is the power of the arts as therapeutic. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I grew up in a musical household, and so music has always been woven into our daily yeah everyday everything yeah, yeah. you know you're washing the dishes you got to make up a song while you wash dishes yeah. and if you make up the best song then you don't have to do the dishes yeah. you know like those kind of things um music always was a part of my daily being so getting to that place is definitely focused hard work paying attention to the industry but also having a love for it and kind of you know in in any kind of industry if you hold on to what you're wanting like i gotta get this particular yeah. award otherwise mm-hmm. i'm nothing mm-hmm. then it doesn't the joy is sucked out of it it becomes very um performative in that yeah. way that it's not like a yeah. performance that you're yeah. enjoying but yeah. you're trying so hard yeah. just to achieve yeah. something that at the end of the day isn't the goal of music or art at the end of the day for me the goal of music and art is to be free and so it does take hard work and it does take focus and it does take um a certain level of commitment mm. if you want to get to a certain level but a lot of it was really just about having a lot of fun and and really wanting to just always be in music and so mm. it just it just kept growing and growing and growing so you really do have to have it be your passion otherwise it's just another job honey yeah <laughs> i'm happy we're talking about this commitment dedication to build a goal and because life this day is on on a fast pace and I think that yes. people see the good, they see um, the good and the accolades and everything that comes with somebody's status. And quite quickly, they want to be like that, but they don't want to go with the work or they don't want to, you know, be do the work, but then they want the gains. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy we are talking about it, that every good place you want to be in, you have to work for it and keep working at it. Sometimes you may not even see success come through yet. But then you, you just right. keep, yeah, keep going. And then with time, you see. So I'm happy we've talked about this bit here. And then on to the next. Do you think there would ever be a time in this world where humanity will embrace oneness so that we will all enjoy a peaceful world? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think the children today mm. are much clearer about, well, several things. The first one is, I think they're clearer about the power of sharing their voice, especially with social media. Mm. There's a level of allowance that a lot of us, I didn't grow up with social media, Mm. so feeling like my voice was heard anywhere and everywhere for anyone to see around the world is is astonishing. So I think that they're used to having their voice be empowered in that way. Um, And I also think that they have a commitment now to social justice issues and environmental Mm -hmm. justice issues that are going to move the needle way more than we've ever seen. So I do think that we do have an opportunity to create a just world, a world that's inclusive for all of us, a level of belonging, if we continue to move forward and have these conversations that are challenging but loving, Mm. um, allowing people to be where they're at, but also impressing upon them our own stories of how it feels when you aren't included, when you don't feel like you belong, when you aren't part of the conversation that sets up structures that allow for you to belong and be there equitably. And so I do think bit by bit, we're going to keep getting there and, and hopefully we'll get there 
in our lifetime. <laughs> Hopefully. But I do think, Hopefully. Yeah, I, I think it still takes that kind of commitment and conversation. But, you know, the fact that we're talking about kids now that are um, pushing the needle on gender fluidity, that are pushing the needle on what it means to be, you know, a, a child of color, mm-hmm. what it means to be in global crisis and global warming. Like, what does that look like? And they're speaking out about it. And that makes me really happy. That's great. That's great. Uh, quite recently, I made a post on... Well, when I make a post, it goes on all social media platforms. But this particular mm-hmm. one was picked up on um, Facebook. And I think I had made a post about something saying, God will not allow you to go through um, a challenge that is too big for you. If he allows mm-hmm. you to go through a challenge, then it means that he knows that you will be able to deal with that challenge and come out successfully. And that was basically what the post was. So it was a positive post I'd put out there. Then somebody mm-hmm. came to write under it, yet he allowed your people to go through slavery. What kind of God is this? And you know where the conversation was going. It had gone on and on and on. But I was, hopefully, I think I was able to educate. I think I was. Because at a point mm-hmm. it was getting into something else. I had to block him. But it would take people who are dedicated to keep going because obviously you keep having some of these things coming at you depending on where you're coming from your background whatever it is because people have been programmed in a way that it'll keep carrying on so i think we've talked about this a number of times on this platform and i had said that it will take some of us adults on programming what we've programmed i don't know if it makes sense because our children don't know anything until we feed them with something that's right right. they are a blank slate we feed them all of our garbage exactly 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 right so if we want the truth yeah sorry go ahead if we want change it begins with us like i said with my intro change begins with us it begins with me it begins with anybody who'll be hearing it it begins with you want change it starts with you what you want to see let's start putting it in our children and hopefully during their generation there will be change we may not see it now but once we start we're going to get there at some point you know and thank you so much for saying that sheila Mm. and also really thinking about how no matter everyone talks about you know everyone has different beliefs and different needs different 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 it doesn't matter if everything at the root of the tree you can have a bunch of different fruits a bunch of different branches a bunch of different leaves and roses at the root of the tree yeah. We all have to be based in love. Like it's, if we can have love for one another, yeah. then we can allow for difference. Yeah. And we want there to be difference. Yeah. We don't want this world to be monochromatic Mm-mm. or one way of being around anything. Can you imagine if there was just one note? Be boring. Right? Can you imagine? Yeah. And th- so the the beauty of having love at the root of everything allows for there to be anything. Exactly. Exactly. My God. If you had one word or phrase for our audience today, what would that be? Uh, here's a phrase that I love from Helen Keller. Helen Keller, I don't know if everybody knows who Helen Keller is, but she was someone who was born blind and deaf and mute. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she became one of the greatest scholars to talk about commitment and, and struggle and, and keeping the faith and going on and on and on until she learned how to speak and communicate from her world. She said the greatest things in life cannot be seen or touched. They must be felt with the heart. And I do believe that. I believe that 
when you really are touched by something or you feel something deeply, it is unmutable. It's something that you are transformed by that doesn't have to be explained in words. And this is why the arts are so powerful. It's an expression from the heart. It's an expression that's bigger than quote-unquote love or bigger than quote-unquote belonging or bigger than quote-unquote understanding. It's from deep inside of you that can't be explained. And if that isn't God or spirit or whatever name you want to call something larger than you, larger than all of us as a species, larger than anything, it is from creation. That place of inspiration is the essence of everything. And so that quote reminds me to always look for things, not by what it looks like or what it feels like, but what it makes me feel like. Do I feel loved? Do I feel inspired by that? That is truth. And that's that's what I believe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've been inspired by this episode. I think we've talked about a lot of inspirational messages here. And I believe that anybody who <laughs> yeah, jumps on this podcast is going to take a, a whole lot of things away with them. But what would your final, final message be as we wrap up? Thank you. I think my final message would be to everyone, go out into the world and live it with love and laughter and lightness in your heart and trust that anyone that you meet or interact with, whether they're nice to you or not, whether they are on your quote unquote team or not, know that there's deep inside of them a little child and same with your little child and just invite them out to play. Wow invite them out to play would like to say a massive thank yeah invite them out to play would like to say a massive thank you Ami, for coming on podcast with sheila today i hope i got it right Ami. you did you got it right all the way that's right thank you sheila so much for having me and thank you listeners for listening yay sheila for doing this out in the world it was a delight it was a delight meeting you today and i'll be happy one day to meet you if it's yes, possible yes, yes. to meet you in person. I'm actually going to be in London uh, at the end of the month, in, oh. at the end of February. Yes. End of February. I have a big performance. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll hook up then. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Let's see. Some bangers and mash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, if you've been listening in, this is Season 2, Episode 77 of our podcast series where we bring seasoned guests with inspiring real-life stories and experiences to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. Whilst at it, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you will become an advocate and a lover of peace. Remember... Change begins with you. Until we meet again, have a brilliant week.